coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Let's go, baby. So should we start with one of the currently undefeated teams? Yeah. The New York Giants are 3-0. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not, are they? Are they? they, they lost oh, they the lost. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Because I, I, I sent... Around all his, all his, uh, I sent Andre a message. Andre of Verge magazine. Any views expressed in this podcast do not represent his company, his magazine, or his own views, especially on this bit. I sent him a message saying, doesn't it feel great to wake up and be 3-0? and And then I sent him the headline from NFL.com, what we learned from the Cowboys' victory over the New York Giants. And he said, <laughs> and he said I haven't even watched the game yet, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I crushed, his, I crushed his day real early with that one, unfortunately. I'm hey, sorry, you Dre. Got to, you got to do it. You're an Eagles fan. Well, I had to sorry, wake up that... to Richard Graves's Keith of him with the sun coming up behind him and he raises his head and he's got a cowboy's hat up and it's just a horrible smile and, it's, and, it, <laughs> oh, and it says oh. it says like he, cowboys he's made win. his own gift yeah and he sends it to me every single week that the cowboys win mm. <laughs> man that doesn't like scott jeggs makes his own gifts there's some interesting life choices happening there he is not a good man at all <laughs> well it was the cowboys it says a lot Richard hey, Gross. it doesn't doesn't matter when the Eagles are flying high and sends if, if send you all want, the gifts. If you, you want to have a look at the gif, I'll put it up online somewhere. Oh, I've, I'm just, looking I've right sent now. it to you boys and it's just horrendous. I hate it uh, so much. Imagine waking up to that. Oh, it looks maniacal. Yeah, Those eyes look horrible. like killer's eyes. But if you want to, <laughs> if you want to hear what Richard Graves has to say about the Cowboys, go back to last week's episode because it's he was a great of... guest on the podcast. You know, I said I'd, I got Russell uh, Wilson vibes from uh, sending you those little videos earlier when I was setting up. That's got a little That's bit Jeffrey of... That's Jeffrey Dahmer uh, vibes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, Russell Wilson, John Wayne Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos country? That's right. That's right. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God, have you seen his... I don't, didn't send it to you guys yet. Russell Wilson advertising sandwiches? I've seen the I've seen it on Twitter. Potter, yeah, Potter I didn't put, put the put I didn't put he the, retweeted uh, it. I didn't put the sound on because I realized I didn't really care about what was happening. I was very shocked to see him doing anything like that in the first place. So I didn't need the rest of it. Hey, it's fucking weird, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you, it's fucking weird. Well he's I mean, gonna, didn't, didn't he's gonna need to be able to sell sandwiches wherein he's wearing just a blackboard with sandwiches this way, because he's playing so badly with Denver right now. And his next job's just going to be selling sandwiches or selling hats in Times Square, as Dave Chappelle has lobbied at people before on his show. He's looking terrible, Russell Wilson, right now. Yeah, terrible. I mean, I think that two hundred million dollar contract looks a little bit premature. No, because when he's not, and when he's not good enough, Sierra's going to divorce him, take most of that, and he'll be left with nothing except for a please the take me back job. Seattle and a sandwich job. Yeah. Looks Tell you good. what, for that that hot division that we were uh, talking about in the off season, two of those teams look pretty pretty weak. Well, and how yeah, about, how the about the Chiefs losing to the Colts? Well, we were talking about that just before. How 
that game made no sense because the Chiefs were just moving the ball nicely. And it, we were saying how bizarre it was. And it got so bizarre that Kelsey's just dropping balls in the end zone, which you see like once in a lifetime. So, yeah, I don't know how they lost that game. I was like quite happy for the Colts because they've had an awful start to the year. I was really happy for Matt Ryan, but they did not deserve to win that game. No, so I was saying to Dave as well that really the big turning point in that game was early on when the Chiefs muffed the punt and then gave the Colts the possession of their own five-yard line, scored a touchdown, start created a lead, probably put some faith and some belief into the Colts. And then you look at the, the special teams again with the missed field goal, the missed extra points. That's four points they missed out on, which would make it 21-20. And then the, before the end of the first half, when Mahomes was getting upset with Eric Bieniemy on the sideline, saying mm. we should have been going for it and trying to be more aggressive, well, actually, that's exactly what they should have been doing because they've done that. Half-time team talk might be slightly different. The margin of, of um, well, deficit so That, that, that just feels more Chiefsy. They've never been a yeah pay, play just, conservative just, yeah. sort of thing. I know. But you've got do you think, do you think why you would do that. it's more conservative because no they don't cool. have the offensive weapons like they, they've yeah. had? I mean... Because MVS is not exactly a turret kill, is he? No, Juju's actually been pretty disappointing so far as had well. A good, had a good catch so, and run on the weekend. He's been okay. I, I, I mean, expected you, a bit this more. Is, uh, no, this is kind of what I expected from Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. going to the Chiefs. It's like, he's a competent receiver. Like, he's a good, solid receiver. He's a great receiver. number two. He's not... Yeah, it's like a Calvin Ridley. He's not a, he's not a good number one. Yeah. Yeah, Cal- that's... It, when you've got someone else on the side to take away a double team like you had with Antonio Brown, Juju ate and made all the yards mm. in the world because he's good enough to do that. Or like you, you, balance, him, you balance him with a Claypool... Because you kind of have to watch both of them. Like, if you've got a decent quarterback, I think Juju doesn't get double covered consistently, which means that he can still have good games and stuff like that. Now you've got a bad... Well, now you've got Juju being the number one guy and Claypool doesn't get anything at the moment in Pittsburgh for obvious reasons. Mitch Trubisky. But, uh, but yeah, for the Chiefs. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's kind of stepped up. He looks a lot better. He's played better so this year so far. But he has to. Them, he but... has to because they've got rid of Hardman their best looks... weapons. Hardman looks fine. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are good. I mean, they're better than you guys thought they would be. So currently, but nice. that's also because the Raiders and the Broncos are. Oh way, right, okay. So way worse. So we've touched on the three way teams worse, there. Indeed. So I was, I was saying to Jazz talking about players and teams that have surprised you so far. So in the in the bad column, who surprised you the most? The Broncos, the Raiders, or the Colts? Uh, the, the Colts. I'm less surprised the at Saints, the more maybe. I think about it. Just because yeah. they don't have a passing offense with enough quality in the rece- receiver all. position, yeah. uh, and they don't protect Matt Ryan from the looks of it, so that's oh, he's getting murdered out there. He's gone from an Atlanta team where he gets murdered to a Colts team where he gets murdered. It's very unfortunate for an which old is shocking man because the O line, the O line was pretty good a couple of years ago. Yeah, even with even when last year when Rivers was there, Rivers was there last no. year. No, no, it was no, uh, was there last Went. year. Wentz was there last year. So two years ago, Rivers were there. That's a good O-line. Yeah. Yeah. They missed Matt Ryan by two years or a year at least, basically. And and now the Falcons are actually, we'll get on to talking about the Falcons a little bit, but... Fun to watch. They're actually protecting Mariota pretty good. But is that that also because Mariota's got that extra bit of mobility, so he's able to evade a rush slightly better than a Matt Ryan would? And also the Definitely, might be yeah. playing more contained rather than just ears back. Let's yeah, get you there. Have to worry. You, you haven't got a set spot to get to. We've got Matt Ryan 
you know, he's going to drop back three, five, or seven. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to move more than. Is... Yeah, he might move two or three feet either side. He's but you know where you You yeah. know where you're going. You know where your target that's, is. That's why Rogers and Mahomes are so valuable because they've got the elite arm and ability to read coverage while also having just enough mobility to make them a threat to pick up extra yards when they're running. And, and Josh Allen. It is another year well, as Josh well Allen's with the Falcons. Back, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Guess who's Ollie was back. so. I mean, watched the games with on Saturday with Ollie. Ollie was so happy to see Josh Allen fair. I wasn't actually happy at oh, all. Oh, you was, lie. That's so weird. There was no. I w- this is complete balderdash from. <laughs> balderdash. Yeah, absolute. What are we in 1948? It is. Or in Blackadder. It's, a, it's complete balderdash what you're saying there because it's just not true. But um, but I I mean it, it wasn't his best game. For sure. It was a Josh Allen game, which I, when everyone's kind of saying, oh, he's the quarterback now and all that kind of stuff, like wasn't able to produce and get the offense going. And I think that's also a sign of Buffalo. That running game isn't quite still enough to be able to dig a passing game out of holes every so often. I mean, I was surprised by that. Um, So you asked a question, Dave, though, about. Yeah, I was just talking about teams that have surprised you the most. The Raiders, Um, because they don't even get Adams the ball enough. I know. Yeah. Why are they not targeting him more? It doesn't really matter if he's good enough. Like he was in double coverage when he was at Green Bay. Like just throw him the ball a bit more. Does it just show how conservative Derek Carr is that he doesn't like it if players aren't open? Like just throw it to him. I know that sounds really overly simplistic, but he's that good that there are plays where you can just be like, it's going to him. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what the defense does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there is that. I, I think mean, Joe, sure summed Adams... up, Joe summed up the problems with Carr and the Raiders last week perfectly. Of, like, Which was well, just Carr's not that guy. They have a real problem with Derek Carr at the moment, and he becomes like besties with a receiver for a little bit, and then they fall out and they don't get the ball. Um, yeah, and he's not a great leader in that team either. So it may actually be the fact that Carr just isn't a good enough quarterback to be able to take them mm-hmm. over the next level oh, i can't believe they're zero and three though i wouldn't have and they, no, they, I didn't they look like they would they deserve to lose all of them as well i thought week one that pass rush looked really good and i've not seen it again since crosby still look good Chandler jones hasn't been as effective yeah no he's yeah he's shocking kind of missing really but crosby's he? still menacing everywhere i think yeah. when we're saying about uh, on better or worse about max Crosby not having that many sacks i think it's because when the quarterbacks are seeing him coming they're just throwing it away. So he might not get as many sacks, but he's getting the, he's definitely getting pressure along the way. Mm. So it's one of those ones where it may not show up in the stat line from that point of view, but it might show up in other different stats instead as the, re- the season goes on. Because he's always there or thereabouts. Do you think we're being denied? Just uh, This is a tangent. We're already bouncing around the houses quite a bit. Do you think we're being denied one of the best races to a leading sack title this season in the NFL because TJ Watt's out? Because him and Micah Parsons look Micah Parsons looks absolutely incredible I know he didn't get a sack on Monday night against the Giants he's like a heat seeking missile he's just creating so many opportunities for other people as well without a doubt looks already like a nailed on DMVP with what out yeah like without any possibility of anybody else getting anywhere close to him I haven't seen anybody perform at that level over the first three weeks of the season at all if he maintains it it'll be incredible and Dallas are going to stay in a playoff fight and potentially a you know can they win a division fight with based off the back of his play alone arguably i think well he's gonna he's gonna give so many opportunities to like to the secondary and to digs Digs, yeah Yeah. 
well, like, and then shorten Diggs, fields there was a, for that offense if that happens. There was a as crazy well. stat about Diggs giving up the most yards of any cornerback in the league, like 250 or something insane. Um, but again, he gets a crucial inception at the right time. And I think he's always probably going to be that player. He's never going to be like an amazing cover corner, but he's so good at reading the ball. ball and he's hawking, so quick yeah. and his hands that's are what amazing. You get, like, yeah. That's what you get when you take a receiver and make him a DB in college. He's, he's yeah. all his life, he's been looking at the ball, catching the ball, and honing the ability to catch the ball and track the ball properly. And you put him into coverage, sometimes he's just going to gamble and think, well, this is the route you're going to run. He'll know and he'll understand more about the route tree because he's had to learn it as much as he had to do. So he may have the ability to try and, okay, I can see him doing this little shake there. He's going to go there. And that's why he ball hawks so much. However, like you said, that does leave you getting burnt. So if you have a better team that knows you're going to be more aggressive at the point of the ball, you'll get double moves and all kinds of cutbacks and things that will start to really interfere with your ability to jump on the ball. So a good team and a good receiver and quarterback, in my eyes, should really be able to exploit the hell out of Diggs and really show him up as being someone who can't yeah. cover well enough. But uh, against the against the poorer against, teams, yeah, against Daniel Jones, gonna, yeah, against Daniel Jones, he's going to be able to pick play get a that, pick yeah. a game. Yeah. How strange would it seem Sterling Shepard ruptures ACL by the way, just running oh, along? Man. That's sad. I That's really, really that sad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, do especially I. Especially really back, like just come back this season, it's like okay kind of good for the Giants I suppose even if they're in the East they're kind of irrelevant to me at this point because they're not a relevant team in the East um, yeah. but yeah never had a problem with Sterling Shepard like, seems like a fine receiver the, um, uh, Rosenthal on the around the NFL podcast was saying that they've got the most expensive wide Tickets receiver in London oh sorry because <laughs> uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay 60 pounds a ticket yeah yeah they've got Kenny Galladay who looks like he's not even there and then Shepard who's just gone down and who else they got somebody Tony, else on a big contract the absolute yeah he's not uh, he's still on his rookie deal isn't he Kadarius Tony yeah Kadarius uh, Tony they but must he's, have someone he's else he's such a good looking body but not producing at all right now but for them to have the most expensive wide receiver room in the NFL is nuts. Like, yeah. little nugget. Yeah, when you look at... Well, like, Golladay's really the problem there. Yeah. yeah. I did love this stat oh. on Twitter I saw with, if you sat on the couch and watched the game, the Giants-Cowboys, you got paid $0 for no catches and no uh, and no yards. Kenny Golladay got no catches and no yards and got paid seven hundred grand for it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so positive-wise... Which teams are you most surprised about? The Dolphins, the Jags, the Eagles? Well, not the Jags, because uh, you were lower on the Jags. Eagles at all, I'm though. massively surprised about Jalen Hurts the last two weeks. I've got to say, so am I. Some of those balls he's been throwing have been the last two right weeks have been basket. very impressive. Yeah, yeah it's and getting there. Been a huge in- increase in what we saw week one. Smith last week was. You know Absolutely what? dominant. 20 minutes before games kicked off, he was on my bench in the uh, fantasy league I have with Dre and some of the other people from Verge. And uh, and I put him in. Because I was like, I just got a feeling he's going to... You know when you have... Like, oh, oh, I just got a feeling he's going to have one of those games. Oh, he had, he had enough. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, he also, <laughs> <laughs> it was nice watching that. He had some awesome grabs. That's that's the nice thing about the Eagles. We are going to have him to talk Brown, about Him, Brown, Oh. That's without you being like one Brown, of the best. Brown's the physicality. Attack. You can force it in and he can muscle onto the ball. Smith is creating the separation and the athletic play. Goddard's a nice guy over the top. 
uh, as a safety route. Quez Watkins has played well as well already in the early part of the year. Yeah. And then Miles Sanders and 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 Hurts is throwing nicely, as I say. It's uh, and I'm annoyed people are anointing them. Dre, as a Giants fan, was going, "Oh, Eagles look so good today," and it was irritating the hell out of me because I was like, "Yeah, you can't go under the radar mouth. anymore. You don't, you don't win it in week three. You don't win it in week three. So yeah, well, no, very true. We'll see. But our prediction of you maybe winning the first like six or so games Jags are going to be tough. Crazy. Jags are. That's I'm an not, interesting that's, matchup. I'm not surprised about the Jags. Um, I am because I. But when we we know our, you are because yeah. you hate them and you think they're terrible. When we did our division predictions, I they're on so the bad last pod, year. I just... did go with the Jags in the end for that division, and that suddenly looks okay. Nice, yeah, nice. It's a nice running back combo. Kirk is having a great season so far. Touchdown every week. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has looked pretty good. It makes you realize Trevor how Lawrence much... has got better than week one. Week one looked. Rusty. He hasn't had to do. Yeah. He hasn't had to do a load though. Like they're defense is just stepping up like massively if you look at the well, stats they came from behind defense, as well though against washington in fairness which was pretty nice on that offense to rally back well, i know but but they're not they're just not allowing a lot of points at all and you just don't yeah. the way they shut down taylor in that colts game yes yes well but that wasn't surprising we knew that was gonna happen yeah, you we all knew the Jags on... gonna be yeah, but they did everything taylor. else though that's the thing they did everything else they but didn't you got just nothing shut else down, to shut down no, with I the colts you got nothing else to shut down with the colts like but for them to some... score zero points yeah like... that's brutal <laughs> yeah yeah i am i'm very i'm very impressed with the jags i'm very impressed Doug, it will be Doug interesting Peterson to see, seems I... like the perfect guy to have gone in and just settled things because he is quite an inoffensive coach like same after coming in after chip kelly you're just like yeah doug's just gonna step in he's not a like rowdy kind of guy he's just a hey let's just go back to playing football guys yeah 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 they've only allowed two sacks so far in three games on lawrence yeah that's just tied 31st so you protect him that guy's got an army do what he wants yeah uh, and even but, Marvin Jones cool. has been playing well too. Very cool. So they've had a they've had a big step up from their their um skill positions. And James Robinson, I don't know why Urban Meyer ever benched him last year. Yeah, ludicrous. Such a good. It moment. just proves how much of a dumbass that man is. Yeah, it was probably a personality thing. That guy was just a lunatic. Well, because he fumbled it once. No, you can't play again. What do you mean? I fumbled it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't play again. Oh, okay. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. Hey, coach. Uh, can we get him back in? Because we need him. No. But why? Because he fumbled once. Okay. Because I'm the coach. Urban Meyer's the classic guy that cannot control grown men as opposed to college athletes who need their coach. Grown men in the NFL that are getting paid as much or sometimes more maybe than their coach on occasion. Like It's just he doesn't know how to be that guy at all. Yeah, and like Doug Peterson, like you said, is just like cheese and chalk, isn't it? Like he's he's a grown up in the room. Like I can't imagine him holding little grudges, and he's just a pragmatist, isn't he? And mm. it's just such a great. Can you imagine going from from Maya to uh, uh, to Peterson? Like the the change in that locker room and stuff. Like they must just feel so good. I, I I do think they're going to lose to the Eagles, but it'll be interesting to see how they lose for don't me. You, don't you say that? I don't think they'll don't lose. Start, the Eagles are flying. Goodwill on. It's a great test for them. I mean, if they if they do beat the Eagles, then 
They're really legit, aren't they? The yeah. Jags. Uh, yeah, it's still early in the season, but... Don't try and downplay. Can't annoy people again. in week four either. But yeah, the, the Eagles have definitely impressed me. And I was going to start the whole thing off by talking about the Eagles, but I thought it'd be more fun to mention the Giants. But no, I forgot no, that you had lost. All right, come on, Jazz. You had to watch the game on the small screen last week with me, as well as having Red Zone on the big TV. Yep. And I kept on yelling things like, did you see that? Oh, look mm-hmm. at this. Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> You did. The the D-line looks ferocious again. Fletcher Cox mm. was really getting everywhere, which is really good to see. Javon Hargrave was doing the same as well. Devonta Smith's catches and some of the footwork he was getting around the uh, sidelines. Uh, how then, old so. is Fletcher Cox? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, 472. <laughs> <laughs> My guess would be 34. <laughs> Let's find out. He's a beast of a man. He doesn't he look is. slow, does he? Well, it's he's, Jason uh, Peters. He's 40. 31. He's 31. Is he? Oh, my God. It's he's born in December 13, 1990. For like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just been around forever, hasn't he? Drafted yeah. in 2012. And he's been con- consistently great <laughs> in the league. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize he was that young. I was thinking 35, maybe. I thought 34. We've still got another so, yeah. three years at least in him of prime time. Flex he's he's going to be uh, like flirting with. Uh, Hall of Fame kind of uh, that barrier could be a bit too low for Hall of Fame these days. Like we'll see if you win a Super Bowl. I mean, if he, he does, has and won, he comes won, up, he? but if he comes up big in one as well, that was the trouble. I think you look at that Super Bowl and the Eagles D line didn't attack. Like I mean, the, Brady was so well protected in that game. Nobody on those defenses should get anointed for their performance in that Super Bowl because it was just the shootout of shootouts, wasn't it? But got it when it counted. Yeah. Yeah, Hertz has only been sacked seven times, which I'm fairly surprised it's that high, to be honest. I didn't realise it would be as high as that, which is, I assume some of that is because of his scrambling around the place as well. Yeah, but yeah. yeah he's moved and, well. Uh, and he kept on throwing it away all the time. In that, there was a Detroit week one game, he was doing yeah. that. Detroit, just throwing it away. Yeah. Yeah, and should have been flagged for intentional grounding. Don't worry about it. Jazz times. has still got to be in his bonnet on that one. He's going to come back. Because it's nonsense. They should have been calling the flags. Look, they're fourteen and three going into the final weekend of the season. Yeah, well, it should be thirteen and whatever because of the fucking intentional grounding. Jazz will never let that one go in a classic. You're jazz damn way. right, Dave. You're like this. We're uh, we're we're watching the games last weekend, okay? And Jazz is feeling a little bit punchy for various reasons. And you know, the Saints aren't having a great weekend, and we'll come on to the Saints a little bit later. And Jazz says to me, "Send Shane Vereen a text saying." Saints, really? So I send Shane a text saying, Jazz says, Saints, really? Question mark. <laughs> and Shane's response was like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Where is it? Yeah, it's not good at the moment. I said, it's cool, don't worry. Just letting you know that Jazz is keeping receipts though. I'd expect nothing less from Jazz, was Shane's response. <laughs> You've only spoken, what, four or five podcasts with him, and he already knows exactly the kind of person that the you are. The grudges I hold. Mm-hmm. That, is, mm-hmm. that is who you are as well. You're yeah. petty, petty man. Petty, yep. petty man. Petty, pedantic. I'm, I'm glad that you know those press-ups are looking less and less likely because I don't want to do... Person. I'm not going to lie, I really hope that Shane does come over to the UK and we manage to meet up with him and just be like the middle of a restaurant. Uh, time for five, Shane? <laughs> no, I, I think it's. I think you have to hold it to a, a live broadcast that he's on. I uh, really, I, that one I really want. <laughs> just, uh, 
Hey, Shane, um, by the way, five press-ups during this drive, please. <laughs> and he has to explain it. <laughs> on air. Yeah, go back to the pre-season podcast with Shane Vereen on that one if you want to know the details on that. Um, yeah, Eagles look good. Who's the other 3-0 team? Because there's only one other left, isn't there? Uh, hmm. Testing my brain. Should know that. The Miami Dolphins. There you go, of course it is. That's weird. It's weird. Did you watch the yeah. game against the Don't Bills? know what to say about that. I'm still waiting for Tua to kind of come down to earth a little bit. He's been well, well, he, he wasn't did. great in that Bills game. He but... did, really did. He did come down to earth when he had that concussion that he was allowed back into the <sighs> game from. I mean, that's not good for the Full NFL. on stanky leg is what Yeah, they there. they swerved that. They said it was his back and it's like, no. Like, we all saw him stumble like that. You don't do that yeah. from like a back injury. Or if you do, you're probably paralyzed, so... That's not the, not the same. Well, no, Jameis Winston's playing with four broken back segments or something like that at the moment, isn't he? So, was he? Yeah, he's got four breaks in his back when going into week three, I think it was, or week two, he had four breaks in his back against the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, so he's really, he's really, he's shit. really screwed up at the moment. Do you reckon it's because of the stupid training he does in the off season where he has someone throw a punching bag towards him and he has to try and evade it? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Oh, at okay. this point. With James well, Winston. I, know. I just thought I'd, I'd just put that one out there. Maybe he put his back out carrying too many boxes of crab's legs. Who knows? I mean, it's a difficult, difficult one for James. Um, so the Falcons, you... the Falcons got a win, Ollie. Yeah. How's that feel? Feels better than being 0-3. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I defended them on uh, on a podcast last week. In the same way I defended uh, Matt Ryan to Josh Potter for yeah, you. Yeah, you are. You're the great saviour that we've that we need, hey, Falcons Nation. <laughs> it's not. It's not the one you need. It's not the one you deserve. The great white saviour. Yeah, thank oh, you. Yeah. I'm the hero yeah, you get, not the a... one that you want, or whatever it is. Yeah, you're the hero. <laughs> the, you the one we yeah. deserve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. No. It's... Yeah, no. It was good. It was. It was. Uh, it was a kind of scrappy win. Um, but That'll there's happen. some really encouraging stuff from the Falcons, like so far. I mean, you know, to lose that game against the Saints in that fashion to do a Falcons, you would have thought that'd be like, oh, okay, that that Deflation. could just crumble them can for we, like a few games afterwards. But... Can we just caveat all of this that it was against the Seattle Seahawks? Like, it's not a good team that you beat. But you no, know... but but we like, ran the Rams really <laughs> close. Yeah, yeah. We we were up massively against the saints like they look they could have they should have put that game to bed against the seahawks earlier like the seahawks were really good in the first half i don't know how much of it you guys watched but they were genuinely really good like geno smith had a great half they're running the ball with penny they looked decent and it went into the half 17 all so like a high scoring half i was shocked it was that high scoring i'm not gonna lie yeah and then because I kind of thought it would be like, I thought the Falcons would win, but I thought it might be more like 21, I don't know, like 16 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then Mariota coughs up the ball again, which is what he did against the Saints that really screwed us over on that comeback loss. Um, but the Falcons' defense is a little bit frisky this year, which is so nice to see because. Like we've been able to do it on offense for the last few years, on and off. But on defense, it's just been well, not garbage. Last year. last year was terrible. 
Oh yeah, it was terrible all over the shop. But yeah. the defense for, has been bad for years and years and years. And to see them getting takeaways, them getting consistent sacks and pressure, Dean Pease just seems to have organized up like not a really talented bunch, but made them passable. And yeah, it's just good scheming. It's nice. And Drake London looks like legit. He's good. He looks the real deal. Pitts yeah, was getting good. the ball this week and he didn't he only got like two receptions or something in the week before and then maybe yeah, one they didn't, against the they Saints? targeted like... him twice in week three i think it was which was a real worry of and i think he had two receptions against the saints the week earlier maybe one and it was yeah, that was got... the worry of like you're not why are you not giving it to what is the best playmaker on the offense actually i think the best playmaker on that offense is cordero patterson oh yeah well he got a career high um russian total rushing and receiving he caught a couple of passes as well he just yeah he's not slowing down which is because i thought it was just a flash in the pan like one hit wonder kind of thing last year but he's no just he's like a poor man's after. debo samuel <laughs> uh he can yeah play receiver he can play running back you don't really know what he's gonna do he's physical enough to be able to beat people with his strength he's so physical like yeah. He really hits guy. I think he the weighs. He's a big guy. He's like six four, two thirty five or something. He's big. he looks taller. Hold than on, six, hold on. Four, we know Dave loves doing these. Oh, okay, yeah. Show. What we? Wait, wait, are you saying six four two thirty five? Six four. He might be. He won't be two forty. That's really big. Yeah, two thirty five. I'm going with yeah. Are you going to give us a guess? No, no. I, this is this is Dave's wheelhouse. I I don't play this <laughs> game. I just live in it. So for the record, if I had have guessed, which I was going to, but I thought I'd just look it up, I was going to say 6'2", 220. He is 6'2", and he's 227. Oh, right. Nice, Jess. That's interesting, because on Pro Football Reference, I've got 6'2", 220. Interesting. Well, I've looked on the Wikipedia page. Oh, I don't trust that. I would trust Pro Football Reference a lot more, but I'm not going to trust your... Oh, I was going to say 62220 and it's 62227 claim because you didn't say it. So <laughs> that's, I don't give a shit what you think. So. But he's a, yeah, he's big enough. Let's put it that way. He's a, he's a big guy. He is. I don't know. Running back as well. Yeah. I mean, Mariota looks, he looks like a, you know, middle of the pack quarterback, which is kind of great, really. Like considering what it could have, it looked like it might have been where you had like a bottom five quarterback. Like, you know, he can throw on the move. He gets rid of the ball when he needs to. Like, if he can stop some of these fumbles, which have obviously nearly let us down, you know, in the Seahawks and then let us down against the Saints. Like, if he can protect the ball a bit better, he's had a really good start to the year. Yep. Like, I'm super happy with Mariota. And they seem to really like him. Like, I don't know. He's just got good chemistry. Like, now that he's targeting pits as well, it just... Yeah, it looks good. It looks like a quite a balanced offense, and like our defense. The obviously I spoke, you know, already we're getting some pressure up front, but like the secondary is actually like sneaky, quite good. Like they could have had a couple more inceptions in that game yeah. against the Seahawks. They had an inception to finish it. The strong safety Hawkins got it, and like AJ Terrell looks like a pro bowler, and hopefully will develop into like a real shutdown corner if he keeps going this way. And then Hayward, who did he play for the? Did Chargers. Hayward play for the? Was he the Green Bay as well? He's Ooh. an older guy. He's like thirty-two or thirty-three, but he's um, like given a lot of experience as well on the other side of the field. Colts, it's Casey Hayward. 
Yeah, he's he's an older guy, so he's probably bounced around. I'm sure he played for Green Bay as well. But yeah, you're right. Green Bay, um, San Diego, Raiders. Yeah, and he was a he was a pro bowler like a few years ago. Like, um, he's not as quick now, but yeah, it's like it's surprising uh, that they are like watchable and quite fun. They're fun. Like, I think that's fun. a nice yeah, thing. That's the thing. They're, yeah. they're actually yeah. an interesting team and fairly yeah. exciting team to watch. Exactly. You could stick the Falcons on and you feel like, oh, this is... As long know, as they weren't playing watching. a really good team, I'd be like, yeah, I could watch this. It's a great Thursday but they night played the Rams. Team. They played the Rams, who are a really good team. I know that they're starting the season really slow, but that was a great game. So, mm. yep. we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's not a great matchup against the Browns this week. So mm, I don't know. Aren't great. I just the running game. We've been okay against the run, but I don't know. It feels like against one of the best like Russian teams in the league, I feel like they could really be tough. Put us yeah, under. Just, just keep but... Nick Chubb off the off the ball. You're all right, basically. That's the, literally the only way to stop the Browns. Easier said than done, though, isn't it? Hundred percent. But, 100%. but yeah, I don't know. Thing... That'll be a tight game. Like I don't, I don't know what the spread on that is, but I, I can't I imagine it's more than three point five. Well, oh, there we are. I mean, that shows some respect for the Falcons yeah. at this stage of the season. So. But also, like you said, it's sometimes even if you've got a team that you know isn't going to go all the way or may not win every game or might not win many games, having a, a team that just makes I know. it fun. I know. Honestly, it makes the world a difference when you've oh, had, like, yeah. when you've got a bad, like when you've when you've had a bad team for a few years. It it really makes a big difference because you know you're going to watch them week in week out and like. I'd just love it if they we were still talking about them in a wild card spot in the NFC in you know the end of November. And I'm sure that they're not going to win. They probably won't even win eight games, the Falcons, but they look like a team that could just kind of hang around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I hope so. What's it like supporting a team that is dull and boring to watch and not very yeah, interesting Jesus. jazz? Talking about fun. <laughs> You want to suck Pittsburgh sucking all the fun out of the fucking league. Okay, they one have, sec, Jazz. I gotta, ask, I gotta ask this question. Somebody somebody I know made a prediction at the very beginning of the season that this would be the first losing season for Mike Tomlin at mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Still think at least Because he got a Mason Rudolph led team to eight and eight. Yeah, I know, I know. And Mason Rudolph is worse than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, the, your division was your division was worse then, though. Yeah, was it? Yeah, Bengals maybe weren't quite as good. Ravens still had Lamar. Browns. Browns were in. better then, weren't they? Wasn't that the year that yeah, they did well? There, I think they were the the year before they got Odell and Jarvis Landry. So they still did pretty well on Baker. That's the I think that was the time when Baker did something. If memory serves me right. It's just like losing what. Losing losing one of the top five non QB players in the league is always going to affect your team. I was surprised at how much it has because I thought with Alex Highsmith stepping up and getting three sacks in week one, that was going to be mm. a big difference. Yeah, turns out that when you take away someone tr- double or triple teaming TJ Watt, there's more attention slid over to Highsmith. We haven't got the same level of penetration. The trouble is the offense. I watched the game in forty on Friday morning when I woke up, and it got to. 30 minutes through, I thought, this is the dullest thing I've ever watched. Yeah, this isn't is game in 40 with no advert breaks, no gaps, just play after play after play. Oh. I ended up just thinking, you know what? I'll just look and see what the score was. And see what the score was. So, oh, we've there's only like five more points to be scored here. 
I'm just gonna just yeah, it was rough. Skip ten yeah. seconds. Skip ten it, seconds. It, it does feel really like really if you're gonna game. if you were gonna pick a team that you didn't want to introduce, like if somebody was just getting into NFL and you were like, what's these games or well, this team? You'd be like, the Steelers would be right at the right bottom, at the bottom. Like, to get yeah. somebody into American football. Like it's not even that they're bad; it's, they are just boring at the moment. What do you they're think, Jazz? Bad. Do you want to put? Do you want to put the kid in? Is it so is it time yet? Or the trouble we have with Trubisky is, like I was saying to you before we started, if you look at the way he had, I think he started ten games in college, and then started the games to the Bears. So he didn't have much college kind of top flight experience, shall we say? Pickett had five years at Pitt, so arguably he may have played similar number of games at an elitish level not of course NFL level but elitish level to learn the position the trouble I have with putting Kenny Pickett in too soon is whether or not he ends up getting beaten up mm. or he starts making poor throws and the crowd starts to turn on him because of being the hometown hero it's that sort of fairy tale that you really want to work and really kind of play out Yeah, I do think that some of it has to come down to the coordinator and the scheming because like I said to Ollie the other day I'm sure I said to you too Dave was that the trouble with the Steelers is they're playing like they've got a Brady and McDaniels offense with a Wes Welker, a Julian Edelman, mm. and not even a, not even someone like a Gronk, but someone else like that who's small and shifty but can't stretch the field, as opposed to Chase Claypool who runs a four four, George Pickens I'm sure runs a four four or a high four a low a high four three, and Johnson Deonna Johnson that can just shake someone loose in a post box. So you've got three athletic freaks. You've got a very good tight end, young tight end, and Pat Freemuth. The O-line isn't helping massively, and you've got a great running back. So the skill positions are definitely there. Yeah, It has to come down either to the play calling or fundamentally the decision-making from Trubisky, because sometimes Trubisky's decision-making has not been very good. Hands, I have hands, seen... hands weren't there from the receivers again, though, on Thursday. There were a few drops to go with. So it drops were there. Najee Harris isn't fit. You can see that, that he's not looking well. at full fitness still because he's got that foot injury that's been foot lingering injury. for the last two, three weeks now and maybe for over from last year, depending on what you want to believe, if it's a re-agitation of that. There's enough kind of problems with the Steelers that it's not just on coaching I think there's an there's a problem with execution to some yeah, extent yeah. on the field yeah. like and yeah. and people it's really easy to look just at Trubisky and I don't think Trubisky's a long-term solution I, I think he's a great stopgap QB to have of like he probably won't lose you that many games he's not going to be the guy that wins you many like yeah. the white Tyrod Taylor to be honest, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> like, so we're trying to say is we need our doctor to puncture this guy's lung. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> if you've got Justin Herbert waiting in the wings, which I don't think Pickett is. Um, oh, we don't know that yet. I, I, again, for the preseason, he was making far better. Get out of it. You really believe in throws. preseason. That is the dumbest. Yeah. I just think that, that just going back to what you're saying about Mason Rudolph having a winning season. No, no, no. Not, was... not, not, not losing season. Yeah, sorry. Uh, eight eight. Was was uh, the... let's, let's clarify that. I'm, not, I'm never saying that Mason Rudolph had a winning season. Was the uh, was the the difference the O line? Because then you you know I mean you had a dominant O line for like it feels like ten years really, and now it the defense feel like wasn't we... as good. Yeah, that's what so you feel like it might bounce it up a bit. To be honest, yeah. And it, I, going back to the the drops, Pickens of course had that amazing catch, which which course, isn't as good sure. as Odell Beckham Jr. 
I was never going to talk about that, but yeah, who cares? Who cares about comparing catches? It's a good catch. It's impressive. Yeah, it's, a great, it's, a, it's a very good catch. It's a great athletic play. The thing oh, that go. pissed me off though was this: Pickens had a chance to score a touchdown and catch the ball, but he went at it with one hand and missed it. Now, if he hadn't thought about trying to get these highlight real plays and went with two hands and went for a Larry Fitzgerald style catch, putting himself out there, grabbing the ball with two hands, coming down with it. Well, that's a touchdown at a point where we would really greatly needed one, and that might have been the swing of the game that changed it. Yeah, that's just... my issue with that, and it comes back to the fact that you have Claypool Wait, last with the year. catch. Sorry, you're talking about the catch? No, no, not the catch. The trouble right, okay, with right. Pickens a, trying to go for catch. the highlight. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that I thought you were saying that Pickens could have caught that two-handed, but instead stretched out for a one-handed. No, 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 on no, no, that no, no, one. no. Yeah, that's what I was. That's like... wonderful. That's great. I was Good like, geez, Jess, I, like he made... There was no other way he could have got that. Yeah, yeah. But the one that he dropped. From my viewpoint, though, I saw the replays. I didn't see all the replays. So, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I thought it looked like if he'd gone with the two hands at that, he probably catches it and that changes the game. That's now a drop and a quote. Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. I think that's um, fine. I'm, I'm just having a look at your schedule here, Jazz. You've got the Jets this week and you better oh, win we, that. We got, because yeah, we've got after four, that, you've got the we've Bills, got four bad games. Yeah. Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and then the Eagles. Like that is yeah. going to be the roughest schedule yeah. probably any team in that four week period. Which is the reason why you probably don't put Pickett in now either. You won't, if you're going to put Pickett in, you have to put him in against Jets. If you don't put him against the Jets, you're not going to put him in against the Bills, Dolphins, Bucks, and Eagles because that's just throwing him to the Lions and seeing if he can. I think they wait until the Lions. Actually, no, you wait till the the Lions turn up and then you throw him to the Lions. That'd be the best one to to do, (laughs) to be honest. Wait till someone like them turn up. It gets gets softer like your second half of the season, but that is a rough run of games. Like a a tough four games. I mean, if we can get to there, you might lose all two and six. I think we're happy, if I'm honest. That's savage. Yeah, but that's that's just because you're playing the teams you're the playing. The expectations of, uh, of Steelers realistic. fans. What's, just... what's lower this season, the expectation on the Steelers or your own fantasy football expectations in our league? Because you seem to have Oof. given up on both. Oh, I don't give a shit about the fantasy football league. I'm, I'm out of that. Completely. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, only three only... games in, come on. Yeah, I'm only two points. Get on the waiver wire, Jazz. Yeah, Make some moves, baby. behind Ollie for the jersey as well. I'm sorry, I don't really mind wearing the jersey. I'm happy wearing the Eli Manning jersey and Thanksgiving, whatever. It's comfy. Big, you don't Harry. believe that you son of a bitch. <laughs> it fits in perfectly now. That's you don't trouble. believe that it's true. It's a snug it's like fit. a it's like a snug one. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a little my tight. But... My expectations for my fantasy team are much lower. I still have a lot of hope for the Steelers. I think that it's it's one of those ones where we get past. Hopefully, beat the Jets and then try and get into these four games. If we can sneak a win out of one of those four, which is not out of the realm of possibility, which will really depend on when TJ Watt comes back. Because I could see if the pass rush was increased again, well, that's going to be a difference maker in that whole situation. Do and then do you get worried if analysts and experts start saying things like, "Well, it's a rebuilding year for the Steelers," because we know that rebuilding years end up going on for like three or four more years. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's generally not a fast build, and although. Look, you got a great defense. Pieces of definitely there to be competitive. You know, the offense, what's Claypool in fourth year this year? Third, I reckon. Third, so going into his fourth year next year, which will be a case of, right, you've got to sign him or not. round or two. Yeah. Yeah, So so then it will be, okay, well, do you sign him or not? It'll be hard to evaluate price-wise. Deontay Johnson, Pro Bowl wide receiver, but little dropsy last year, a few more drops this year. Made a great catch on the sideline, but, you know, Freemuth, who's barely seen the ball. From what I've seen this year so far, which is a shame at tight end. Like 
there's just a number you know you've got you've got a good team there but i wouldn't necessarily say that that's an offense that's ready to be part of a great offense what we have to remember is this kenny pickett was a first round draft pick he's on his rookie contract and will be for the next five years because they will pick up his option a year five unless he shits the bed and is useless he might not be a guy though we don't even know yet that's the thing no true but this is this is the way of thinking about it it's not a true full-on rebuild because the team has got pieces everywhere else it's really just to try and see if with if Trubisky does get dropped or benched or somehow starts playing out of his skin he's on, I think it's on a two-year deal with the second year being picked up if they decide to pick it up not guaranteed I believe so they have already decided that Pickett of course is going to be their answer when they have time to do so because he's already beaten up Mason Rudolph in the depth chart that was clear and obvious from preseason. So it's a case of trying to get him ready enough to then perform, much like the, the Mahomes had with Alex Smith, maybe sitting behind Alex Smith all year. Maybe the Steelers have the best season because of the way the offense is running. Maybe they put Pickett in sooner. Maybe they don't. Maybe they think this is Pickett's redshirt year. He has to learn how to be an NFL QB. He's got to watch what happens when things maybe don't go so well. And Tomlin's like, well, it's the first year without Big Ben. We've had a few bad injuries. We've had a tough schedule. I'm due a losing season at some point. I can't have a non-losing season for my entire career if I want to be here for 25, 30 years. Black Air Force Ones would beg to differ with that, I think. <laughs> no, but that's it. That's mine. You don't, you don't get those for, for a losing season team. No, I, that's true. But I, I think that that's where it comes down to is that you have a rookie contract QB and that means you can then once Trubisky, if he does decide who does get jettisoned, that'll free up another 10 million in cap space for us which we could then put towards more O-line. The offensive line, yeah. And then you look at Claypool. I don't know how he will, how how yet you said, how it's a very difficult one to evaluate. And the trouble you have... I don't see enough from him at the moment as well. I completely agree. But again, then then again, it comes back to, is he getting the ball thrown to him enough? Is he open but not getting the ball thrown to him? So that's what also you're like, Devontae Adams is definitely more open than he's getting thrown to. So is it down to decision-making from the QB? That's where it all comes into it. If you watched... Again, I'm going to mention the preseason, but Penny, Kenny Pippett did come in against the Jaguars' first-team defense and did th- thread some serious needles and showed unbelievable anticipation. That's the one thing Drabisky hasn't seemed to grasp yet, and some of the decisions he makes are absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure mm. I saw one in the Browns game in 40 where he threw the ball into effectively double coverage where his receiver yeah. had no chance. So why are you throwing it there? If that can't be happen and there's nothing else, either try and scramble or just throw it away. Don't put the ball in that sort of situation because not only does it make you look like you don't know what you're doing, but it also makes your receivers more scared about, well, where are they going to have the ball thrown to me? And it's also with the Pickens catch, reminds us of the old Eli Manning Odo Beckham catch where if it was Drew Brees throwing the ball, like we said a million times, that catch never happens because that lands on Beckham's numbers and right in his chest and the ball that's very catchable rather than one that he has to really stretch across the, the ether into Mars to get hold of. So that comes back to that thing with Pickens as well, that it's a wonderful catch, yes, but a better QB, shiver the ball, Doesn't landing better. Yeah. Much yeah. like we had with Hertz went to Devonta Smith so many times at the weekend, the ball was just perfectly, as if the hands were here, the ball was just landing straight in the hands. Yeah, yeah making yeah. it look easy. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's well, where it comes back to the QB I did QB not expect the... to hear that <laughs> this season on this podcast, <laughs> Ollie, let alone Ollie, from Jazz. Come on! 
Let's go. Mate, credit where credit's due. I was also expecting to, to say all oh, year. Well, the Eagle receiver's doing really well. Maybe if they get a better QB to throw to them, it'd be fine. But Jalen Hurts is playing out with skin. So yeah. So we've got we've him. got we've kind of got like three tiers here, really, of like kind of interesting. I think that I think the Steelers are really struggling. The Falcons look frisky and the Eagles look dominant. Don't it's an interesting uh like don't like that last one. It's an interesting thing. Okay. Ollie, be a professional. Break us down. You're going to be covering the Saints-Vikings game for NFL London. Break it down for us. What What's happening? What can uh, we be expecting? Can we get excited about it? Because me and Jazz were talking about it. I want to get excited about it because I'm going to go uh, and watch it in Cardiff. Is it an exciting game? It's a, or is it shit? <laughs> it's a really... I think it could be a really good game. I think it's going to be the kind okay. of game that Jazz likes. I don't think we're going to get high scoring. Yeah. Um, really intriguing the whole Michael Thomas question cropped up obviously quite a bit and uh, yeah not really a resounding sound bite from anybody about whether he's going to play or not evaluating Jameis Winston kind of gave this thing of let's get Michael Thomas back to fitness and it's like that doesn't tell us whether he's at fit enough ready to go yet which is interesting Um mm. I think the Saints are going to win it purely because they're here early. I cannot understand why NFL teams turn up on a Friday before these London games. It is genuinely insane. And yeah. talking to talking Just to people that know this sort of thing with um you know the the impact of sleep deprivation on the body today it it's it affects your decision making, your ability to be alert, to concentrate, to be awake enough to be able to execute complex plays playbooks in uh, an accurate way and it's what an hour every day um roughly yeah yeah there, for there's a time a, difference so five days a five hour give difference. and um and i don't i think the same even winston and some of the others that had done it previously this trip were like this is already nicer being they landed they left on sunday landed mm-hmm. monday the press conferences, thanks to George from George on Sports, the Colts fan that we spoke to, he said he went down to them on Monday and said, like, Pff. you know, they were all just grouchy, or like half of them were, because it's just not somewhere where they want to be at the moment. Mark Ingram was on great form apparently on Monday, and he's just a, a lovable Ewok at the end of the day, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's like the reverse uh, Zeke in that he's actually an Ewok yeah, yeah, that you yeah. can like get on with and everything, but um. But Dennis He's Allen, just enjoying the Dennis like, Allen last was like bit of his career as well. That guy, he's loving it. Allen was post loss to a crap Panthers side, pissed on yeah. Monday. Just didn't want to talk about negative stuff at all. Just wanted it out of the way. Today, a little bit more relaxed. Hey, we're getting there. We're getting our bodies adjusted. It's taken us what Wednesday today. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday already to start to feel a little bit adjusted. People still struggling with sleep deprivation. Um, actually. So we'll play this now. Uh, I asked Jameis Winston, because I don't care about sleep deprivation and stuff like that. I wanted to get into Winston as a player. I said, you know, you're, you've been in London before. What's the difference between the Jameis Winston, I threw, I think, five picks against the Carolina Panthers when he was here with the Bucks in his 30 mm. for 30 season? Mm-hmm. I said, what's the difference between the Jameis Winston that we saw last time to the Jameis Winston that we're potentially going to get if he's fit and healthy with his bad back. He didn't practice today on Sunday, and this was his answer. Well, I just think age 
and experience. Uh, one with this with this trip, being over here before, uh, I know some certain things that I, that I cannot do uh, that I did last trip. And one thing is staying up. You know, trying to find a ways to go to sleep. Like when it gets dark, trying to find a ways to close my eyes, even if it's like I'm up but my eyes are closed. Right. right. I did that last night, you know, uh, just closed my eyes. I think the preparation of this week uh, is different because we got here earlier uh, throughout the week doing different forms of meditation just to get uh, acclimated to, uh, you know, the time change, hopping in a hyperbaric chamber. Uh, I think the biggest thing uh, for this trip uh, is just the things I learned from last trip. So absolutely ignored the question that I asked him. <laughs> Can I just say, him saying uh, hopping in a hyperbolic chamber sounded great. Hyperbaric. Hyperbaric. hyperbolic hyperbolic would be the vitriol that he gets. Some people would yeah. say it's hyperbolic. hyperbolic. Yeah. Or hyperbolic chamber is also from Dragon Ball Z. Sorry. It just sounded good when he said it. So um, my, my counter to but, what you're saying But he's there, talking about there how, like, how much more beneficial it has been already of landing, getting adjusted, which I... Oh, it makes complete sense. Yeah. See, the argument against that, though, is that when these teams come in on a Friday practice on a saturday and then play on a sunday if you do the, obviously you've got the, the jet the travel on the plane which obviously dehydrates you and makes you a bit more um stiff but if you base it on the fact that you're trying to say that but jet lag and sleep deprivation are an issue which i totally agree with you they are but if you come in on the friday do the saturday the sunday and you keep to u.s time yeah that's so you let the players that's stay the up. exact one that we've yeah. had is you stay the only thing is and it's whether the kind of the lack of sunlight, lack of being on the right circadian rhythm has enough time to start to affect you if you've only got a Saturday and a Sunday and you're back out yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But That's I, my think, I think it's that. I think it's naturally going to affect you. you did you so listen to the around the NFL did their first podcast in London from coming over? Did it cost seventy pounds to listen to it? <laughs> it's still free. You just got to wade through a million ads, unfortunately. But the, um, oh, is that what they're doing now? Tons of ads everywhere. So many ads, dude. Yeah. It's oh. driving me nuts. Oh, my God. If, Venice, I, need, if I listen to another uh, advertisement. This, so, I, no, I, no. They're all, NF, they're all advertising other NFL podcasts. Oh. It's so annoying. Rachel Bonetta has a podcast, and I really like her. She's, she's good. She's really her funny. Adverts, her found, adverts are so cringy and I annoying. found some stuff about, oh, she's doing about those guys this week, which I'm like, today in fact that i very much rate and respect and if they're doing adverts and everything like that if there's loads of adverts on their podcast they just now know their value and well they got paid finally which they, is yeah which they is got really paid and they but in in general i have what no did they problem. get paid i don't know what they got paid but they oh, got okay. but the point but was, was like underpaid rosenthal according to like jrvp sounded like he was maybe thinking about like well i don't need this and we were trying yeah, to work out walk yeah they at least have a hundred thousand listeners a week. If they turn that into a hundred thousand listeners a week, a hundred thousand independent views even a, a month, everybody pays five dollars a month. If they went out on their own, they don't necessarily need the NFL aside from the ease of access to get to things maybe that they want to get to, and that's the benefit for them. But they could easily be making half a million US dollars off that podcast alone, split between the three of them every single month. Without a doubt, if they went to a Patreon, so the NFL, oh, is at yeah, least, definitely. the NFL has at least worked out because they would carry their whole audience away from it. It's not that yeah, the NFL yeah. made them; they yeah. made, they made the podcast. Well, they're, they're not a, the, the, the worst UK stuff influence. that. Yeah, the worst stuff that they do is when they interview players and coaches. 
Yeah, because it's not as interesting. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't fit their format and stuff. They don't get anything out of them. Like it's just like basic sound bites. But yeah, yeah, just going back to the point about jet lag. They their first podcast when they landed in London, they all sounded rough. Hansis was stumbling over his words. You had Justin Grave Graver in the uh, the their producer, and he basically was just like they called on him to talk about the Titans, I think, at one point, and he just goes like, "What?" Like he's like. Mm. He's like barely there, you know. Um, so I know those are like forty-year-old, not athletes. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Like, no, no, no! But imagine they're just having to have a conversation. Imagine yeah, having to recall, against... yeah, real pinpoint information about schemes yeah. and playbooks in split seconds, and then yeah. execute and read no, what another defense is throwing in front of you. I, I cannot. Un- I, I all signs point to it's better to do that. And as w- I think we all know from being in the US at various points in our lives, it's easier to go to the US, stay, like force yourself to stay awake for a few hours once you land until like 11, 10 o'clock at night and then go to sleep and have, you wake up early, but you can still force yourself back to sleep after four hours if you wake up at 4 a.m., get another couple of hours in, six hours sleep, you can kind of function for a full day. Coming the other way, coming back to the UK, it's a different ball game with that whole like trying Just to stay awake or do you sleep on the plane? <laughs> Welcome to the sleep podcast. I mean, it, yeah, but but it's true. It's it's it's. Bonkers. Oh no, totally. I I completely agree. I think it's going to be interesting. See, I was just having a look at the matchup. Like, you know, if we just assume that they're going to be the teams that have played three games of NFL so far this season, and we're going to see similar product to what they put out already. I um I don't know about this this Saints like team. I mean, they had that comeback against the Falcons, but, you know, the Falcons, even though they're interesting, are still the Falcons. But, like, to lose against the Panthers, like, I do not rate this Panthers team. And they just haven't, like, well, they just haven't put up points in... The, the only points they're really scoring is in the fourth quarter. Like, they had that epic comeback against the Falcons where nearly all of the points came in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then they scored... The two touchdowns that they scored against the Panthers, which is the only points that they got, were both in the last quarter. And then the only touchdown they got in the Bucks game was in the fourth quarter. So like they're only showing up right at the end of games, kind of where they've when they've already lost them. And like, um, I don't know, against the Vikings. I mean, it depends what Vikings team shows up, but they look okay this year. Like, I think they're the favorites. I think against the Saints. I think the Vikings best attribute on defense is probably the penetration that they get up front. Yeah. I, I think the secondary can be got at. Um yeah. I don't even know their secondary. Maybe not by a Winston. The Smith is still there, yeah. Possibly. Uh, the 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 main thing for the Saints is whether the whether Alave is going to be their number one receiver or whether it's going to be Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both carrying knocks coming into this. Landry's. Yeah, Thomas Andrew. seems like a real doubt. Judging by today, we'll find out more tomorrow. I think. Um, and we'll I'll put some audio hopefully together from tomorrow's press conferences and stuff. Um, Kamara Alave, is limited as well. Uh, Alave had a really good weekend last weekend against the Panthers in his breakout weekend. This is just something that um, uh, one of the reporters asked him about kind of season so far, I think it was. Just trying to get comfortable. Uh, I'm still getting comfortable with the offense too. Uh, it's only week week four, but uh, I just feel like I'm... I'm uh, Playing football, I just having fun out there. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, and uh, my teammates pushing me on, and uh, I feel like they're making me better at the end of the day. And I feel like uh, just playing fast—that's yeah, uh, that's what I do, and I feel like that's how I got to a fast start. 
You feel like there's still like a lot of room for improvement with you saying? Oh, yeah. yeah, I definitely got a lot of room. Uh, I feel like I haven't played my best game yet. I feel like to clean, clean up a lot of things. Uh, I feel like I want to, when I get targeted, uh, I want to bring in every pass that, that's thrown my way. And I feel like I haven't done that so far, but I'm getting better every week, and that's all that matters. Most rookie answer of just yeah. like, Everything's good. I'm getting better. I got improved, but I'm getting better. I felt good. He's getting better though. He, so he, he had a really right. good week last week. It's just yeah. a shame um, that he got over 100 yards. So what, eight eight catches, nine catches last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's going to be carrying it. Like like I just touched on there. If Kamara's limited in practice, he's got a rib injury, and he's and they're missing Landry and Thomas. I mean, what what's going to happen? Like the Vikings are surely going to have enough firepower oh. to. I think, that, I think that Saints defense has still probably got enough to shut down a Vikings team. Are you Dalvin, sleeping Dalvin on Cook... Trey Quan Smith and Marcus Calloway, Dave? <laughs> I'm, Dare you? I'm saying that they're guys and they're bodies. Dalvin, they're, Dalvin they're, Cook they're... is still day to day with the Vikings when they get in on Friday, and they will be in on Friday. That's their problem this week is that they're not going to have been here all week. It's going to be a last minute thing. So the sleep deprivation. Madison's okay. Madison's all right. Madison's can... fine, but he's not Dalvin Cook, and that's no. I, I I yeah I don't know. Jazz they've doesn't... got the better they've got the better receiving core. They've got the better quarterback. Madison against Ingram at this stage of Ingram's career, they've got the better running back. I'd say, like the Saints have got the better defense, sure. But, but the as Saints you said, like with have... Hunter and stuff, the like Saints the, have got the Taysom Vikings Hill, are... the X Factor, the unknown. <laughs> Where does he play? What is his contract? And what position? Who is he? <laughs> it does Who feel like with the Saints D and the Vikings offense, you just put Lattimore and Justin Jefferson, mm. and that's it. That's game over. I don't. I don't see how the Vikings move the ball enough once he's take out the game. Oh no, that's Adam a... Thielen's a great receiver. Thielen's he still is, good. He but he, they've also off. got decent cornerbacks uh, on the other side, and they can double team whoever they want to double team because they can just have um... you know, one. J- Jalen Rager for... could have a big game. <laughs> Sorry, oh, is he boy. not on the practice squad? Is that guy still? He's not made to tight end yet. <laughs> so, one thing to watch: the Saints are only one of three teams with the Giants and the Cardinals who don't have an inception yet. So, surely they're going to break that streak against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins doesn't give the ball away that much, though. Uh, yeah, for all the faults lot, that you say, and again, I, I, it, it could come down to just which quarterback can just be safer. At this point, with you know, if potential, if Kamara is potentially going to miss time or have to miss time during the game at least, and if Dalvin Cook isn't a hundred percent good to go, or if he misses the whole game, it's going to come down to mistake-free QB play, and you can't say that Kirk, Jazz. Even you can't say you know that Kirk Cousins. Ollie, is... Ollie, you know who made a lot of uh, mistakes against the Eagles. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins, three inceptions. In fairness, Kirk Cousins was getting Look, boxed by that D-line, though. And, you and know again, the Saints could have that D-line. <laughs> yeah, the Saints could have that D-line. Like, So, it's tricky. I, I I, think you're right. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I hope it's an, it still manages to be an interesting game. And I'm going to be drinking for it in Cardiff with two Vikings fans. So, I hope it's fun enough. And I hope the Vikings win as well because the Saints are awful. Well, we need to get the Shane doing the press ups, so because because <laughs> apparently he needs them more than us, I guess. So. <laughs> that, yeah, be he's it. out of he's out but of yeah. shape now. We'll we'll have some more um, audio dropping on 
here uh next as the next two days go on and we'll try and get you some from uh the vikings as well but yeah yeah it's a shame jazz can't make it to the vikings i was trying to trying to get jazz in but now he's going back up north so sorry well hopefully if you're either the giants the the, the, yeah giants or packers the week after then hopefully i'll uh i'll be able to tag along there ride the coattails on that one we'll see which basically means no so thanks very much i want to spend time with you too asshole I might not. I mean, I'm not going to go to the Packers. I don't think because I think the Packers is going to be a nightmarish scrum. I just don't care enough about what Aaron Rodgers has to say because I can just oh, listen okay. to it on Pat McAfee or Rogan, so it's That's fine. True. And and loads loads of the questions might. The trouble is, is like there could be a load of douchey questions. I mean, there were still a couple of people doing the. What's what do you like so much about the atmosphere at the London Games and stuff like that? Oh, like, you know, oh, come on, we've no gone one, past that now. No one asked we? about like... a franchise, thankfully, but yeah. And so the Packers could end up being, you know, first time in 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 the UK, blah blah blah, future of the game, blah blah blah. Aaron Rodgers, Joe Rogan, Pat McAfee, blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I just, I'm not about that. I'd rather go. I'd ra- genuinely, I really want to go to the Giants with Phoebe. And talk to Brian Double because of and watch those two interact. That would be more fun to me. Yeah, in the same way yeah. today, it was more fun That's watching cool. Jameis Winston react because it was yeah. real. He is like uh, a bit like Carson Wentz to me. He's like saying and doing hand gestures yeah. Yeah. of what a QB should do and say. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. There's a low. I will put. I'll put some video up on it. Uh, but there's That's a lot so of true. hands here with linking to make people listen to what i'm saying but i can fill in the gaps with my hands like he's a robot like being taught how to well like like that answer that i played earlier it's like that's not why i asked i was asking about you you're talking about learning about sleep deprivation like no i want to know about you the player so if he's up tomorrow i'm going to ask the same question say you as an individual player i'm just going to be real specific at that point and be like what yeah yeah just Try and nail him down. Yeah. Um, any other any other games this week that you want to get into? By the way, because uh, Miami Cincinnati, spicy. It, I I think that's a fun Thursday night football on Thursday. Really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore I'm against Buffalo that, is a great say, game. I was, surpri- I was surprised, Ollie, that the um, the Dolphins are plus four on the spread there against the Bengals. I know. I Very surprised. How... I've taken it in my bet because Tua, of course, is potentially injured, and they've got the storm coming, so they're having to leave early. So their practice has been a bit um, shaken up. Yeah, and uh, Tampa Bay might be playing away from Tampa this weekend because of yeah. that as well, which a is storm. another element to put into the uh, Kansas City Did you see game. the pictures of the of Tampa Sunday Bay's Bay today, by the way? No. All the water has just drained out. It looks like a like a rocky. Really? Have you heard from uh, yeah, it's not no, good. I'll give Wit a shout. Yeah, see. you should give her a message. Right. Speaking of that, I've just seen a picture of sharks swimming through the streets of Fort Myers. Jesus. That's well, good, isn't it? good luck to people in Florida. Jeez. Yeah, we hope they, they manage okay, you know. Um, but oh, there are some... Oh, like boy. That. Just seen a picture, video of the storm going through Fort Myers. I'm going to see if I can show you this on the screen. See if it works. No, it won't work. It's just... Yeah. Uh, it's not. No, no. no. Yeah, it's not. No, it is. It's, a, it's an audio. Just, uh, yeah, let's give it a rest. <laughs> yeah, God, Jazz, Doctor Weather. Can you get? Can you get rid of it? It's yeah, it's already. I hate that. I hate you. I hate <laughs> this. I hate this segment. Look, we've done over an oh, hour. Really? Let's do some well, bets. You, you, 
You brought yeah, this let's, up. Uh, let's talk about some bets, Jazz. Jesus no, Christ. Do some bets. Anybody do okay last week? No. Nope. I think I was like four and two. I don't even remember what I was. I was three and three. I'd have been two and four. I'd have to go back and look at it. Basically, I didn't make any money. I was uh, I was off. I was off because the sealers off. So into going into the weekend, I was already dead. Yeah, you were dead and buried. But then the Panthers. Has that stopped me about betting on the Thursday night game this week? Has it? Fuck no. So I've got the Dolphins to beat the Bengals because I think that's even as an underdog team, I like that a lot. I've got the Lions to beat the Seahawks, the Titans to beat the Colts. The Bills to beat the Ravens, the Browns minus one and a half against the Falcons, and the Jets plus three and a half against the Steelers. And that got me 58 to one. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I too am taking nice. the Thursday night football game. Oh, God, we all are. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> oh, no. And I, and I too oh. am taking Miami to beat oh, the Bengals. No. It's all over, guys. Are you what taking a waste. The, well, just you take the Dolphins as well, Dave. I've, I've got the spread. I've got plus four. But uh, it's probably a smarter uh, one. But Bengals yeah. will probably just run away with it. And then oh. Oh. Well, because no, why did we do that? We should have so we should have thought should have about, thought about we this. Not, we should have pre racked We should have had a meeting. I didn't want that ten pounds anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Didn't want All it. right, whatever. Great. Yeah. So the bets are off. But yeah. go on, <laughs> rattle off your other ones then. Might as well. Um, not only have I bet on the early Thursday game, I'm betting on the early London game, and I'm taking the Saints oh, over the no. Vikings. <laughs> Uh, not only am I doing those two things of betting on early games before we even get into the windows, I'm taking the Falcons this week as well against yes! the Browns, which is a <laughs> stupid thing to do. Not only yeah. am I betting on the Falcons, but I'm also going to bet on the Lions this week to beat the oh. Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking not only the Lions and the Falcons and yeah. two early kickoffs, I'm also betting on the Chicago Bears this week. Oh. <laughs> I'm betting on the Bears to beat the Giants because I, I locked up the Bears last week on a podcast and they came through. So I'm taking the Bears again. <laughs> and I'm Jesus. taking and I'm taking the Eagles over the Jags. And that's giving me guys. So you've six... got two favourites in there. Um, the Lions are favourites. The Lions and the, and the Eagles, favorites. yeah. And How everybody much else is underdogs. I'm getting sixty four to one. Oh, I feel like you should have have better odds. I for thought that. it was gonna be like in the hundreds. Yeah, I was yeah. getting like I was getting real excited. All of those are like fine margin <laughs> ahead, but yeah. All right. Okay, so I've got in classic day form, this is the lowest odds of the three of us. I've got the Dolphins plus four on the Thursday game. I've got the Vikings minus three against the Saints because fuck the Saints. I got over 51.5 in the Bills <laughs> Ravens game. Oh, I've got that. the Lions to win. I've got the Raiders to win. And I've got the Cardinals to win against the Panthers because they're pretending. Well, you've taken the Raiders. Well, backs against the wall. Like, they're at home. They've lost three games. They're not a team that's going to go 0 oh, 4, Ollie. Surely not again. And this Broncos team is looking bleh. So, why? Yeah, that Niners Broncos game was terrible. Yeah. You thought Thursday night was bad against the Browns. Niners Broncos was Jimmy G dropping out of the freaking back of the end zone. Jesus, yeah. talk about an unwatchable team. Did the you see Niners would be up there as well? With did the you see the Mark oh. Sanchez and oh, uh, who's the Detroit QB that did it against the Vikings? Basically, Mark Sanchez tweeted something about like, thank God for the butt fumble 2.0 or something like that <laughs> after the Miami <laughs> punt block that was off the yeah, ass of the up man the and then punt. uh this lions qb was like hallelujah on twitter after jimmy g ran out the back of his own end zone for a safety because 
this Lions QB did it against the Vikings a few years ago and was like was lambasted. It lambasted. David Bluff? No, Blau? no. It was Blau. Blau. Blau? Yeah, Blau. Keep talking Blau? and I'll, I'll have a look. Yeah, it's uh, the Dolphins are lucky that they won that game against the Bills because that butt punt would have been infamous yeah. rather than just like one week of memes and then it will go Dan away. Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky was the one that ran Oh, it was Orlovsky that did it. Yeah. Against the Vikings <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. No, that's no, that was, that um, was all I was saying. But yeah, none so, of it matters anyway because the what were you what were your odds by the way? What were your, what were your odds? <laughs> oh, sorry, thirty-six to one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've taken that's a big game. I haven't got the largest odds. This is weird. That that Denver Raiders game is. Yeah, that's interesting. I think. If Denver are only one win in four to start the season, that's horrendous for this yeah. whole let Russell. But they play. look the Raiders still look the better team out of the two of those. I think going into week four, and the Raiders had chances so. to win. They just haven't managed to get over the. Line. Yeah, they'll. I I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah, I'm really over that but, whole Kyler Murray thing. The the huh? the play at the end. Well, how everybody was lauding oh, that play right, at the sorry. end. Right, like, I didn't understand how that fit together. I thought you well, because like, where he Kyle ran Murray like a hundred yards. Yeah, so, but it's a two-man yeah. rush. That like this whole he had twenty-one seconds on the play against a two-man rush. Yeah, the Raiders only brought two. If Kyler Murray, if any QB can't evade a two-man rush, that's a travesty. The only thing is, is that he yeah, ran around. Still beat another sure three Matt guys. Ryan would have made a two-man rush. Yeah, well, he still, maybe still beat good. another like three guys in his mazy runs. So. No, he, he he ran around in a circle for a bit. Then he ran to the right, and then he just ran right to left diagonally to the end zone. And that bit was fast and quick and made a convincing football move. But I'm it sure he'd pretty, seen it. It was on, quite impressive. I'm sure he'd seen it on Call of Duty first. <laughs> <laughs> he was running around evading a sniper. Just yeah, yeah. He was zigzagging. Yeah, he's not Rick on Stark. It's a nice little reference for you. Yeah, what fucking zigzag, Rick on you asshole? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This guy's got an arrow, a bow and arrow. Don't run straight, you idiot. 